0: You're listening to the Global Sales Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Cooper. This series is about insightful leaders, leaders from the areas of psychology, all around sales, behaviours, body language, linguistics and so much more to give you the elements and some core tips to help you gain more sales. If you learn, I, I always like to say, if you learn one thing out of a podcast like this that enables you to reach the person and enable them to go forward to the next step we even close, that is absolutely wonderful. That is my intention. This one is Simon Sorenio, and uh, it's all about pipeline process and how to gain a little bit more out of what you do within your strategy hello good morning good evening and good afternoon and wherever you are in this wide wonderful beautiful world that we live in you're very welcome to the global sales leader podcast i'm your host i'm the sales relationship coach what i believe and and do pretty much all the time is sales is also about that relationship You've got to build those relationships so you can nurture, so you can help customers to get what they want. And remember, it's all about the customer. The more you focus in on them, the more you listen, the more you learn, the more you understand, the more you can get that connectivity. That's one approach. But I have a wonderful guest today, and hopefully I can get your surname correctly, Simon. Is it Simon Serenio? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Simon Serenio, Uh, You probably say it in a slightly better dialect than I do. So, Simon, um, you're very welcome to this podcast show. I've got a little bit of a synopsis about you, uh, but I'd love you to fill in some of the blanks because I'd like you to start talking. Simon is an author, Strategy of Sprints, and host of Strategy Sprints podcast, another podcast. Uh, He's also been interviewed by uh, powerhouse Rita McGrath, uh, David Allen, Naira uh, and so many others. But he has a methodology around about a 90-day uh, of getting owners out of the weeds uh, and out of the mud, as they say, so they're actually stepping up and stepping out. Thanks for joining me today. Look, I really appreciate that. Could you mind filling in the blanks, all the anchor points along the way to help you to get where you got to today? Because it's really good to understand uh, your context. Sure. Thank you,
1: Jason. Hello, everybody. Yeah, I'm Simon Severino. And for the last 19 years, I've been doing only one thing, helping people double their revenue. And um, it, it, it was a complicated thing. I, I, I would have to fly there, and we would have long workshops. And today, thanks to technology, it's, it's much simpler. It's, it works everywhere. They tag me quickly and say, hey, Simon, should I do this or should I do that? And I'm, hey, give me, give me a second. And I answer them. It's like you know, Spider-Man and his friend, the guy in the chair. That's, that's how we can do it now online, and it's pretty cool. And, that's really the only thing that I do: double revenue in ninety days. And the the way we do it is coaching. And um, I have colleagues uh, around the globe. And we use all the same method: it's the strategies sprints method. And that Simon, method. I'm
0: really curious. What made you get into this? What is before we get into the coaching and all the other elements of that? I'm always curious about how people do things. What made you? get into the, the, that place of where you are right now? Because that's curious and that will help other people to get what they want.
1: So what is the vital thing for a business? Right. If I can pick one thing, what can I do to help people run resilient businesses under every weather condition? And I can pick only one thing. I want them to have more time and more money. hmm that's it that's these are the vital two so what is my purpose in life what what can i offer to the world and what's the best way for me to offer it that was my question and i was flying around helping people with go to market so i said hey what i can offer is the modern version of advisory the guy in the chair that is on your phone with you and that can help you in the moment where you really need the decision and not uh, like one month later when HubSpot gives you some data or two months later when I, when I fly to, you, to your city, but right now, right here. So how can I really be of service where people are right now? Number one, nobody knows what's going on outside. So everybody clueless about the markets. If you look at the markets right now, uh, look at the stock market. Look at the crypto market. It's highly volatile. Nobody knows where it's going. So these are the real conditions for entrepreneurs right now. And how can I best serve these conditions of absolute uncertainty and volatility? And this is why I started what, what I'm doing.
0: Awesome. So what, are, what do you think are the challenges that uh, business owners have in right now to generate more sales? Because this is... Uh, more of a sales-focused podcast because I want to help people to get what they want. Uh, there's lots of different strategies out there. I'm actually a certified uh, in several different areas of uh, the Richardson con- uh, consul- consultation, a consultative strategy and major account strategy and blah, 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 whatever else. But I'd like to hear from your point of view so we can understand where you're going. And what are the incremental steps to help people get what they want, especially in these uh, times of of adversity?
1: The main thing that I see people doing is first, they spend too much time in marketing and not enough on sales. The second thing is that even in sales, they don't get rid of the admin part, like the preparation and the documentation. It's really easy right now with software to, to automate that to delegate that. You don't have to do data entry, for example. I see people doing data entry. And then the next thing is how you really organize the sales process, how you, how you divide the work between appointment centers and closers. And um, and, it, and the next thing ties to the, to the first one. It's really how you allocate your time as a salesperson. Maybe we start there. Uh, and, and some people say, but I'm not a salesperson. Well, whatever you are doing, Uh, you'll have no oxygen in the room if you don't have sales. So you'd better think of yourself as a salesperson, whatever you're
0: doing. I totally agree. Yeah, I think everyone is a salesperson, regardless of uh, what you do. I think solicitors, accountants, they're all selling something. They're all selling a service. They've got something that someone wants. So regardless of where you think you are or you're not, I think people get a little bit scared about the word sales, but that's what makes the world go around. Without that, we haven't got anything. Everything that we're using this technology, someone sold to us or we saw the merits of it and then we bought it. So it was being sold to us.
1: We can replace that word because it's, it's, it's highly um, in, inflated with meaning. If we just replace that word and um, then it's about starting conversations and intensifying those conversations into real commitments together. Let's start with maybe with that, more of a neutral framework, right? How do we start conversations? How do we intensify them so that it becomes a real commitment together? Now, the main problem is distraction. That's why I have one tool that I use every day, my daily habit is I write down how I use my time, how I allocate my time. And then in the evening before, before I go cooking or playing with my kids, I I reflect with two questions that this template that I use asks me two questions. One is, which of these tasks will you delegate tomorrow, Simon? And the other question is, if I would live more freely and more intentionally, what would I do tomorrow? So I answer these questions quickly. Tomorrow I delegate the accounting. Uh, If I would live more freely, I would write a book. And then uh, I design the flow of tomorrow on that same sheet informed by these questions. So that's my daily habit. I have a daily, weekly, and monthly habit. That's the daily habit. Because as a as a business owner, so many things are not in my control. Just maybe 2% are in my control. Well, these are the 2%. How I allocate my time today and tomorrow. So... I totally agree. I think
0: it's... Uh... Look at things that you can control. you can control your own diary to a certain extent. You can control your own life, but you can't control uh, uh other things that are coming into you that automatically distract you and I work in the same principles as yourself. I have a morning habit routine, and I get up early and I read It's one of the big things I invest into myself and read intently and then i uh Uh, set out my daily strategy. And I also have an an evening strategy. Because I uh, actually find that when you have uh, a strategy at night, you sleep on it and you think about it at night. And then you wake up in the morning and hopefully you would have had the idea from what you set your intentions for at the evening. Because the brain is sophisticated like that.
1: Absolutely. And so I, I use this every day. I share this with my clients. One of my clients is, for example, Anthony Yannarino, who is quite a famous B2B sales trainer, one of the mm-hmm. best, probably, in North America. And when the Nasdaq needs better sales, they call Anthony. And Anthony did a 90-day strategy sprint because he wanted to improve his own workflows. So he had an amazing business, was crushing it, but it was completely dependent on him. And this is yeah. where we start really taking seriously the question, how do I allocate my time? Because you want your, your business to work independently of you. You want to have a low key personal risk and you want to have also holidays, right? And you want to sleep Mm -hmm. well, and you want things to work while you sleep. So he did the sprint and I asked him to to write down his time and he goes like, ah, Simon, do I really need to write down my time? Come on. And I say, yeah, yeah, please, please. It's the sprint method. You will see why. And then he said, nah, okay, I do it. And then he does it. And then he says, wow, hey, this really works. Fast forward 90 days later, he has now, for the first time, a COO running all operations. So he just does his zone of genius. And yeah. uh, for him, it's select three tasks that give him energy, where he is the best on the planet, and he's crushing it. Everything else he can now let the team do. And ha- he now has a, a full, reliable a team and and complete processes to do that. That's what we were wor- working on for 90 days. And it starts just with this simple daily flow. Yeah,
0: I, I totally agree. I think once you're uh, an entrepreneur and you're doing stuff globally like that, it's amazing how much time is sucked out of other areas where you don't necessarily need to do that. If you're making enough income, you should be able to uh, give those tasks to other people to do, And then you can get on and do what satisfies you and makes you revenue. And you can direct your uh, passion with your dream. And you can focus in on those sort of areas. Other people can just do the other stuff and your marketing and whatever else that is needed to build in sales. So what do you think a really good sales strategy is? Like You go for a sprint sale, which is 90 days, which is almost like uh, 66 days to make a habit and then a few more days to actually install it but 90 days is good but what happens after the 90 days in a strategy like this because it is good to set yourself out strategy and i believe that uh, strategy should be done post christmas for january so you're setting your goal and you're setting your agenda forward yeah so how can you uh what what, what do you think about that
1: you're, you're spot right. It takes 90 days to establish new habits. You, you need around 21 days to break the old habits and around 66 days to establish new habits. And after 90 days, you have three key systems that work for you, a great client onboarding system, a great payment system, and a great closing system that work for you. And, mm-hmm. and you are not dependent on your sprint coach anymore. Now, Anthony doesn't need us. He has now a great team. Everybody knows what to do. There is the marketing department with marketing tasks, sales department with sales tasks, ops department with client onboarding and client delivery tasks. And it's in one manual and everybody knows what to do. He can do on holidays and the, the machine is still working and running. So after 90 days, you have a machine that works without you. But what happens to get there? First thing, we install the three habits daily time allocation, weekly getting the numbers, marketing numbers, sales numbers, ops numbers reported weekly. That's usually, that's sometimes a huge change because they get maybe monthly HubSpot or Pipedrive or whatever numbers, but nobody takes decisions once a month. You take decisions right now and you want to take them based on reality, not based on narrative. So if you don't have your seven days real time dashboard, now you're taking decisions based on narratives, which basically is just guessing uh, or flying blind if you want. So we want to have the weak signals. We wanna know, oh, this kind of lead magnet works two and a half percent better than the other one. We wanna learn from that or our LinkedIn outreach messages work 7% less than last month. What is going on? Oh, did LinkedIn change the algorithm? Maybe we should um, slow down the, that process because the weak signal says something is not working. So you wanna, you wanna know it early so that you can still act on it.
0: Uh, Simon, from your point of view, actually, I'm quite curious uh, from, from you and uh, how you generate sales. What's your uh, go to lead magnet? There's several of them out there. Uh, but I'm curious to find out. Because uh, I'm in the process of using and utilizing one. But uh, I don't know, uh, some of them I signed up for, I'm just getting bombarded. And then that puts me off completely. So uh, what what's your what's your preference?
1: So we, which of our lead magnets works best right now?
0: Yeah, uh, in your opinion, just so we can give some uh, feed forward here, just to give some uh, some really good uh, insights from yourself, which works for you and maybe which works and you've heard that works exceptionally well from your clients that you've worked with. So we can give uh, some really good insights because I'm always so quite curious about it as well.
1: Well, let me start with, a fool with a tool is still a fool so before i i I give any any lead magnet advice we have to start strategy and then tactics so the three strategies that is really important you stick to because otherwise you will get distracted building lead magnets or building whatever is you need to ask yourself before you start anything you need to ask yourself three questions will it improve my conversion rate by 25% if I do this? Yes, no. Will it improve my sales time? Will it shorten your sales time by 25%? Yes, no. And if a lead magnet does that, now you have a yes. And the third question is, will it improve the price that I can charge for my offerings? And if it says yes, all right. Let's say we have Ticked one, and why 25% in all of these three? Because if you increase by 25 all of these three, then you have doubled your revenue. That's mm-hmm. how we that's how we do it uh, every yeah. time in, the, in yeah. the sprint method. Now, let's say you tick the box, and then okay, lead magnet is one. So, what's the purpose of a lead magnet? It is to start an energetic exchange. So to you are all about relationships. It's about going deeper into that relationship. Create a little wow, give them something, let them let them solve a small problem. Or it can be just that they have a ton of question marks and your, your lead magnet can be a one page checklist on how you do something. And it helps you every day. You share it with the world. They use it, hey, this is really helpful. That's cool. And then they put it beside them on their desk. So they will think about you. Now, this is how you uh, manage relationships, right? You help somebody, you give them something valuable, a moment Mm -hmm. um, worth worth experiencing. And that moment will create ripple effects. Maybe three days later, they think about you. And then they they Google you and they see a video, which again is a lead magnet. Uh, I do daily YouTube videos, for example, uh, just to nurture conversations and relationships. And then I put them also on LinkedIn. So to have many, many contact points, I want to have those 18 contact points that I need in B2B sales. I want to have those 18 contact points in less than two weeks. So that's why I use videos and uh, texts, PDFs, whatever I can share. And even some, some people ask me, Simon, how can you share open source, all your tools? That's why people pay you. Right. And mm-hmm. I go, yeah, but I want to start a conversation. So I'm sharing that, I'm getting also something back. They yeah. make a screenshot, yeah. they send it to me. Um, you know, you, you, you get something back. When you start giving, you, you get also a ton back. That's why on, on, on our website, and that's maybe the best um, uh, practical tip that I can give. Whatever is working for you, pick a couple of them Put them on your website as a downloadable thing. For example, uh, how I structure my day, how I get my reports. These templates are simple spreadsheets, but they are super, super helpful. And on mm-hmm. our website, people can download them for free. And, yeah, uh, and-
0: I, I was going to say, I think the more value that you give, because how can you differentiate yourself between yourself and someone else? The same as myself what's the difference that you can offer? But there's so much uh, stuff out there online. What value can you give other people as opposed to your website? Blah, 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 website. I'm so great, wonderful, incredible. But what can people actually can take away and apply? So you're just giving people a gift. They can find out a lot more about what you do uh, when speaking to you. But all you're doing is then you're sort of dangling the carrot in front of people to actually help them find out a lot more about your knowledge, your expertise, but your credibility, but you're also connecting to the trust element, people like people and brands they like, but they also like people and brands they can connect with. And that's what sales actually is, regardless of how you package it up and how you shape it. And that's exactly what you you're doing. And inadvertently, I'm doing uh, something similar to yourself. But it's also about giving value forward. And I love that from what you're doing. And it is about uh, global selling now, because we're not selling from uh, our towns, our villages, our countries anymore. We're doing this globally. Simon, I was going to question, I was in the back of my mind, actually. Where are you in the world? And I should have asked you that straight away.
1: I'm in Vienna, Austria.
0: Beautiful. What a beautiful part of the world. And you've got an incredible good English accent uh, as well. So uh, you've helped people from different uh, parts of the planet. W- which parts have you worked with?
1: Uh, our clients are mainly in Los Angeles, in San Francisco, in Miami, New York, London, Zurich, Berlin, Singapore, Shanghai, Dubai right now. Okay, Lisbon. very good.
0: So uh, the question I always like to ask at some point is, uh, if you were interviewing you, what sort of questions would you ask yourself?
1: Uh, What's really working, Simon?
0: And what is really working,
1: Simon? (laughs) 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 Yeah, I guess what's really working, that is the weekly, that's what the weekly habit tells you. So how do I know what's really working this week? And how does my team know? We track three things. Um, the marketing number, sales number, and ops numbers. Let's make an example here. Let's say we are a small agency, marketing agency. So the, the marketing numbers our own. How many people were on our website this week? How many wanted something from us uh, this week? This might be just the two marketing numbers that you collect. Every week. If you go, if you want to go fancy, you pick three numbers: one from your own media, one from leveraged media, one from paid media. But it's okay if you just say, okay, how many people visited us and how many want something mm-hmm. this week. And the Im- the important thing is that you visualize it. And we in with the our templates that we give our clients have the last four weeks as a comparison and. Mm-hmm the last eight weeks so this last four weeks and the other last four weeks and as a moving average because you want to see it going slowly up and you want to see again the weak signals catching them early and so every friday my team comes together and we are a small team but we have michelle preparing all these things and so we come in one round of magic moments what was magical this week everybody shares And then we look at these three numbers. We say, oh, marketing has a a 2.1% upward Um, mountain. There there is a hill there. What is this hill? And then we go to the sales. Uh, Oh, sales has a dip. There is a 3% dip in sales. What's going on here? A number of discovery calls dropped from 17 to 15 this week. What's going on? A number of rescheduled demo calls doubled this week. Is this a technical issue? Is our closer uh, drunk? What's going on? And so, and then we go to the OPS numbers. How many people uh, have referred to us? So how many current clients have referred to us? How many had complaints? What's, what's the NPS mm-hmm. um, net score from one to 10? So, which at the end makes a number from minus 100 to plus 100, but we ask them one to 10. And so this might be a simple dashboard that you want to have because this answers the question, what is working for us this week? And now everybody will have different answers, but the process is important. You need a solid feedback loop uh, about your your vitals, your important things that tell you in real time, not one month later, they tell you in real time, hey, of all your activities, these ones are working, these are not. And what I then like to do is just to put more emphasis and more budget and more time into what's working and gradually fading out what is not working. Sometimes we just mm-hmm. cut it and say, okay, no budget anymore, thank you, it's over. And sometimes we just fade it out slowly over a quarter and say, okay, that's, that's not a priority anymore. Let's fade it out every week, a couple hours less of our attention. And then this month it's over. So, and since, and this is really important because right now, as you can see, the outside uncertainty is so high and and the rate of change is so quick. Mm. With this system, you see things coming early and and you can start reacting. And especially, again, you you take decisions based on your reality, or also on your numerical reality and not so much on narratives.
0: Mm -hmm. Awesome, that's good. What other question would you ask yourself? Because I love what you just said. I think that's really hugely important is to be proactive as opposed to be reactive. And there's a lot of companies out there that react uh, 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 to a certain degree, you need to react. But you know, you have to look inside, as opposed to looking at what everyone else is doing. I've always been told to tend to your own grass first before you tend to do anything else that's actually happening out there. The grass is always green on the other side. But really, inadvertently, it's not look after yourself. Uh, every, everything else will look after itself for you once you tend to your own grasp. I love that metaphor. I love that analogy because it makes it, things a lot simpler. And especially with all of these wonderful things that we have now, tools and marketing tools, we can react straight away, which is uh, imperative. And the feedback loop is absolutely important to have that process. The process is the process, but you've got to make sure that feedback loop within that process works for yourself to be more productive. How do you work uh, remotely? And then on the back, uh, backing up that question, what else would you ask as well? So two questions in one.
1: So we we are born remote. We we are remote since four and a half years, uh, pre-pandemic, because my question was, how can we serve the current circumstances? And the current ones is that entrepreneurs are quite busy and they need sometimes a coach for six quick questions in a day and then for three days nothing and I want to be a real-time coach so right now on their phone they can tag me and they can say hey Simon uh, I can send this email out or that email out can you can you compare the two subject lines before I send it out and I say yeah sure give me a second and then I say oh the second one Um, so and and since this is our, our operations, and these are the people we serve, and this is for us the best way to serve them. We are organizing ourselves that way. And then we were also lucky in terms of the pandemic came and now it's the only way you can run your business. Yeah. But our question was, how can we best serve? And so for us, it was like, okay, I don't have to waste time uh, picking planes and then jumping onto planes. I can immediately help Bob uh he tags me and i can i can be there immediately that was actually mm-hmm. our intention and then and then the next question was which question i would i would ask myself uh right now <laughs> you know one one thing key thing right now is to really work on your sales workflows and yeah. you can do that up to a certain point so what i am working Right now personally is, okay, but what do I do with all these profits? So how do I keep them around? We have an inflation rate never seen in uh, in in my in my short life. Um, mm-hmm. And so depending how old you are, you might have seen one one really one really huge one uh, listening right now, but it might be now the biggest uh, inflation coming in in your active yeah. life of managing cash flow. so, Right now, I am, I am helping my, my community really protect their cash, keep it during the, the coming crashes and the coming corrections that we will see. One is yep. we are seeing it right now, this, this moment, but we will see multiple waves of this during 2022. So yep. in addition to working on the revenue systems right now as a community, we are working on our investment systems and how to protect our wealth, not just how to build it, but how to keep it around the profits. Because if if you don't do anything, it's melting at the rate of 15% right now in your hands. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, you have to look at that, obviously, paying staff and everything else. But you also need to be investing back in. Because without the marketing, without anything, but without your own personal professional development as well, to enable you to get better at what you do, there's something that I believe in the world of training, but I'm also scouting out the edges of uh, sales. Uh, it's not about that, but it's also about your own psychology is the business skills is other skills that you need to do. Um, whatever else it is to enable you to be better at what you do and helping to serve your customers better. I think you're constantly learning how to get your business better more streamlined. And I think we just have to look at ourselves every now and again, and exactly what you said. Look, uh, you've got a book that's coming out on February the 22nd. And I've got it in a ticker uh, for all the audio listeners. Um, tell us what it's about before we uh, wrap up for today's session. And I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, so the Strategy Sprints book, it took me 18 years to, to write it and then one year to type it. It's <laughs> it's really the field adventures uh, it's it's the 12 chapters are about the 12 hard things that every business owner is chewing on how to market how to sell how to upsell how to onboard how to hire how to fire um, the the tough questions and the foreword is written by one of our clients by Anthony who is amazing at, at writing and uh, he he is describing how the strategy sprint method made, made his sales more reliable and how it helped him get out of the weeds and have something that works without him. And um, yeah, it's a practical practical book for business owners. It's 200 pages. It's quite a quite a heavy thing, mm-hmm. but it's helpful. They, they say it's really helpful and uh, it can be pre-ordered now wh- wherever you buy books. It's called strategy sprints.
0: I look forward to reading. I'm reading about three books myself at the moment. So uh, I look forward to reading a, another one as and when I get the opportunity to get some head time down. So I think the more you read, the more you learn, the more you learn, the more you know, the more you can help yourself and also your clients. How can people find out about you? I've got uh, your strategy sprints.com website ticking down below, but uh, majority of my listeners are on audio.
1: I have two daily, daily YouTube channels. One is called Strategy Sprints and one is called Simon Severino. Uh, and um, this is where I hang out most and where you can find me. And um, our website is strategysprints.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Simon. You gave so many good golden nuggets. exactly what my listeners want to hear. You're listening to the Global Sales Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Every week we have interesting, collected array of different types of people that we speak with that can give some good insights. I always think if you just take one thing away, if you take more than that, then it's worth its weight in gold and listening. And today you've been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jason. Thank
1: you, everybody. Keep rolling.
0: you are listening to the global sales leader podcast i am your host jason cooper thanks for listening to this episode i hope you enjoyed it maybe you got some tips and tricks and ideas to propel you forward to close more sales and engage with more people to help you get what you want this is episode 44. next one i'm looking forward to if you like what you hear Please help me out. Uh, If you could give me a five star rating and share it among your peers so they can learn and grow lots of wonderful episodes within all of this series. Lots of lots of golden nuggets. If you want to connect with me, please do at jasoncooper.io or jcooper, jasoncooper.io. Oh, I'm almost running out of breath there. So thanks again for listening to this episode.